You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Portland is a baseball town. Our secretary didn't have anybody on the phone. <laughs> there was nobody on the phone. They were just egging me along. So they bought a little short, chubby guy in with the name Peters and put him <laughs> in my place and sent me to double A ball. Two fans, one mission to bring Major League Baseball to Oregon, fueled by Guardian Games and Athletic Field Design. This is the Diamonds and Roses podcast. Without further ado, your hosts, Ben and Dave. We are back again. And as always, I'm Ben. And I'm Dave. And I'm Dan. And you're listening to, to the Diamonds, Diamonds and Roses podcast. podcast. We are back for part two with what episode? Yeah, we're, we're here talking to uh, Dan Siegel uh, with the Corvallis Knights. Wow, Corvallis Knights. Yeah, we just uh, just kind of revisited uh, his, his, his coming up through baseball, his experiences, his uh, gaining kind of... Uh, Gaining, gaining the skills, gaining, gaining the baseball identity, um, and gaining the, I guess, uh, kind of a community sense and uh, ability to do something with baseball, which he's done for quite a while. Yeah. Really cool. So th- these are not the one time, but the, not the two time, but the three time back to back to consecutive. We league champs. Right. I, I remember it being mentioned by uh, Mil- Mr. Miller, the pickles, mentioning that they'd won three consecutive. Yeah. And something um, about like, damn, you got to stop rubbing it in and yeah. have the back to back. A bit of a rivalry has been yeah. forming in the uh, West Coast League, which <laughs> uh, could make make for a fun summer. Yeah. Between um, Dan saying, between Alan saying, hey, Dan, just let me win one. And right. you got Gus on the horizon that's coming like now, now Jaws. You guys, I think they play short series. That'd be a, a good short series to go go see. Yeah. There'd probably be some 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 competitiveness. So you know, I'm looking Alan forward to that. And Gus, if if you want to settle this once for all, we're gonna get some pedestals and we'll get like the gladiator style <laughs> things and we'll put you all out in the field. Right. Just say go. Yeah. Hey, I was just saying maybe some giant sumo suits or something and just let them go at it. Or hey, gu- hey guys, balls. I think I could probably take those guys. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. If if that's what it comes the, down. The gauntlet to. has has been thrown down. Oh, we're just yeah. gonna say that right now. So this summer could get interesting. Let's yeah. get it on. <laughs> Let's go. By the way, I do love Gus and Alan. So oh, I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I say that. Those guys are characters. I can hear Gus now. I'm gonna kill yeah. Him. Yeah. Just I've known Gus for a long time. He yeah, lives yeah. in the neighborhood. He was. He. Oh, cool. He, he's very supportive of youth baseball and did a great job with the Trailblazers. And yeah, Alan is great for the league. He brings fresh ideas and a lot of energy, and he's just done an amazing job with the pickles. Yeah. yeah. Well, we are here to talk about the Corvallis Knights. Yes, we are. And. I've been waiting for this episode because I want to hear from one of the master planners, Yes, Yoda, about how, how this is happening. I mean, you have literally, you and your, your group have put together probably one of the most productive West Coast League teams in Corvallis. And I'm very excited to know how you went about doing this and, and what it went into it. So, you know, without further ado, let's jump right on into this. And we talked a little bit in the previous episode about starting this. 
and that this was in the the early '90s. It was kind of just a you know team here locally. Yeah. Um, so jump back into that transition from your your forward thinking, like, hey, this thing's gonna happen with the Collegiate Wood Bat League. Sure. Well, I would say at the beginning, I had no you know thoughts about that. <laughs> it was just plain ball. It was a, we put together a recreational team in Beaverton and had a lot of fun with it. That evolved into a city league team mm-hmm. in Portland city league baseball was a pretty big deal back in the day. And we had a lot of fun with that. And that evolved into semi-pro baseball, the Pacific international league, which, you know, was just a little better baseball trout. You traveled and that was fun. And then things started to change in the industry. And, uh, we either were going to evolve again or go away. I, in, in my estimation, uh, I didn't really have any thoughts of any of this other than just being enjoying being around baseball and got, you know the guys and mm-hmm. competing. But uh, yeah, but once we identified that, we're like, well, let's uh, let's keep this thing going, yeah. and that's how the Corvallis Knights came about. And uh, but the Knights have been around for a long time. We're going into our thirtieth season, that's but uh, but just we're so blessed to be in Corvallis, great market and great facility and you know Oregon State is a great partner it's just again sometimes got to pinch myself a little bit and yeah we've had a lot of success and and uh, um, I attribute that to just having great great people great Mm -hmm. coaches Uh, coach Knight is is amazing he does a wonderful job uh, you know uh, getting the guys bought to buy in and then getting to play together and gel in a short amount of time and Mm -hmm. You know, he's just a great baseball guy. And the other coaches we have on staff are, are just outstanding. And our front office does a super job in the community led by Bree Miller. And and uh, she's our president and GM. So just, you know, having those good people, having the culture in place and uh, just working hard at this thing. Yeah, I got to say, yeah. you know, Coach Knight, he's a big dude. And he, like, drill sergeant probably the kids and like get in love i'm just joking but you know he scared me when i like, yeah. saw I'm like, oh my yeah. god like this guy's gonna like rip my like head and pop it like a pimple so if you're not familiar with with west coast league these kids are the youngest will be 18 right yeah uh, anywhere from maybe 18, 18 to about to 22, 22 probably kind of yeah. in that range yeah, yeah. So they're coming. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, coming from different programs, yeah. different parts all of the country. All over the country. Yeah. You know, we, we're pretty exclusive West Coast. And okay. we have our traditional partner schools that we love to death. You know, uh, our Northwest schools from Oregon and Oregon State uh, to, to back in the day, Washington and Washington State. You know, we work with uh, Cal Poly and Larry Lee. Love hmm. him to death. He's one of the best coaches you may have not heard of uh, in the country. Uh, UC Riverside, UC Irvine, oh, yeah. U, yeah. UC Santa Barbara. Uh, Some we got, really good baseball. Schools. Yeah, Santa University Barbara, San check it, check it's there check it's from Andrew Westland and Oregon came, State. Yeah, who State, came yeah. through our yeah. program? He was both a Gauchos. pitcher and a coach, and he's doing a fantastic job down there. And and uh, University of San Diego, um, University of San Francisco. Uh, we're working with Arizona and Stanford and UCLA now, and it's just really a joy to work with their coaches uh, and and do the best we can with their guys because it's their guys. They're on rent with us, and our job is to make them better, mm-hmm. and our job is to make sure they had a great experience. Yeah, and, and you're getting these types of schools as the competition is you know revving up in the West Coast League because yep. it sounds like 
based upon some of the other interviews that we've done with some of the other owners, it's really ramped up over the years because that level of competition has risen. Yeah. It'll raise the quality of play. Oh yeah. I mean, it's a great league and, and then, you know, we, we also take care of our, our hometown university, university of Portland that, you know, is arguably our, our top partner school right there with Oregon state. Yeah. Great players. And by the way, that team that coach Loomis has who, who coached with, the Knights from 2000 to 2005. Very cool. Um, is outstanding. You know, they're, I think they're 15 and six yeah. and they, I think they can win the West coast conference. Very cool. Uh, so yeah, it's just the, the, the competitiveness of the league is really good. The other operators are doing an outstanding job. So, uh, it's hyper competitive with recruiting, but I think we've been around a long time. So we have some tradition and, 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 and we, we do have a good track record of taking care of the kids and, and, and we do a great job in skill development, thanks to Coach Knight, Coach Young Jin Yoon, Coach Ed Nags, Coach Kellen Camus. All those guys uh, work tirelessly to, to improve uh, the players. You know, they, they don't um, – how do I say this? They're, they're not out there to, to implement their stuff. They're there to give tips and then hear from the player – what their coach expects and then work on those things, you know, because, uh, again, it's it's this is a very different model than 30, 40 years ago. In terms oh, yeah. Of, yeah. The yeah. whole psychology behind yeah, coaching. That, yeah. And we the just, culture of coaching. Yeah. yeah. We're really we're really there yeah. uh, to do whatever it is to help out. But we're not driving things, you know, in a summer program, um, you know, but skill development's a big deal for us. Um, love our partner schools. Um, just very fortunate. Uh, to, to, to work with all these coaches. Hmm. Tell us a little bit about how you came about the Corvallis Knights, like the name itself. Uh, the name itself, okay, it's in, it's a nod to our original sponsor, uh, Penny and Phil Knight. Uh, we were the Knights, and they've been supportive from the very beginning and just so generous and just, uh, you know, they really care uh, about the program and the kids. So that name, the Knights, has never changed, but the 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 Corvallis is new and that we you know moved down uh to Goss Stadium in 2007 and became the Corvallis Knights and then in 2015 we introduced a new brand uh you know our identity which uh you see uh, well your your listeners can't see but I'm looking at your hat Ben and I see the the Corvallis brand there, and that's really mm-hmm. connected with the community and uh, the colors and and, and yeah, what the, it is because a little bit about it is is the agricultural yep, absolutely of the area and what you'll probably see a couple of you'll see them at the Beavers games you know you'll see that crossover and yeah uh, yeah yeah cool no logo. so we we f- feel like we've connected uh, rather well with the community but uh, yeah yeah and it's I read that. Penny had said that she felt that the team could make a bigger impact in Corvallis. And so that's one of the reasons why, you know, oh, the yeah. team was moved there. Yeah. I mean, that one of the multitude of reasons, but yeah, we can really connect with the community there, enrich the community, enhance the community, embolden the community. And mm-hmm. I think we've done an, a, a decent job at that. Uh, but that is definitely a baseball community. And again, 
I hope you guys get a chance to get down to yeah. the facility this summer because it just keeps getting better. And how better. is and that's that's Coach Casey right there. At how has the success of Oregon State baseball in the last ten years impacted you? Is I mean, oh, is it it's, measurable? It's always I mean, good. It's always good. Yeah. It's not bad. Uh, I think it generates more interest, and there's some crossover there too. Did we have we have definitely different de- uh, demographics when you do you, you talk to ticket holders. Okay, interesting. Uh, we're all local. Where gotcha. If you were to look at the uh, season ticket list for the Beavers, you got quite a few uh, Portland customers. Sure. Um, and you know, it's in. In the one thing I I would say is. We we're we're very accessible and affordable in yeah. the the local community. Uh, not that the beavers aren't, but you know if you work at ticket prices and yeah. availability, I mean the beavers are so popular now it's hard yeah. to get a ticket. It is, it, it is. really is, and they've done an amazing job. Uh, you know, again, I I, I I give the credit to Coach Casey, his staff, and the players, but you know the the case is the visionary. So. Yeah. Um, it's it's super cool. I read in the Gazette Times from 2011. You said that if the the Knights had stayed in Portland area, we'd be gone by now. Do you think that holds true, or do you think that you know yes. some of what Allen's been able to do there? Yes, totally different thing. I think Allen is the mastermind of of what is that festival environment over there at Walk Stadium, that urban and, culture, that, and, yeah. and and also that community, that Southeast community, had to. It was a great timing. They need something like that. It's mm-hmm. just everything's worked well. I don't think we were ever going to pull off what we were doing out in Gresham. And there was just in, in Walker. I mean, you know, the old Walker. I don't know if you guys have seen that thing. That thing was about ready to be condemned, you know. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I don't know how we would have done it. Uh, so I'm so happy for the what, what the pickles have done. But the the right spot. For us, was Corvallis. Yeah, it sounds like it. No doubt. What was that first season like for you? Uh, oh my gosh, a lot of n- nights sleeping on the floor in the office <laughs> in the dungeon that was the basement of the Madison Plaza in downtown Corvallis. So a lot of, a lot of long 16, 18, 20 hour days. Uh, but I mean, it, we were really into it. I mean, I was pretty much a one-man crew. Now yeah. we have six employees. That's good. Six full-time employees, and we, in total of part-time employees, we're pushing almost a hundred. Wow! Uh, so the business huh. has grown quite a bit. But the, you know, the you asked me the early days, and I think of just all the driving back and forth from Portland to Corvallis, and then just the overnights and just being in that office and trying to get everything up and going because we didn't have a lot of time so but it was it was exhilarating we were uh you know the following wasn't what it is today but we'd average about 450 a game at that time yeah you know now we're about you know 15 1600 a game that's what cool. was it like for you trying to sell a coach that's either coaching on the uh at the collegiate level or at a different level what was it like trying to sell that coach like hey come, come coach my team in the summer what was that experience like for you um, well, we had so many contacts. I don't, I, I don't even really remember thinking too much about it. We, again, the good fortune of working with good people. I mean, we had Matt Dory as our head coach the first year and Matt was an up and coming coach at, uh, Mount hood. Then he went to Washington state as a volunteer and, you know, he coached the summer with us and was kind of like, well, what am I going to do with my career? Well, you know, today he's the scouting director for the Chicago Cubs. Very cool. Um, you know, number two, 
uh, to Theo Epstein, you know, really kind of wow. organization mm-hmm. uh, on that on the pl- player side of things. And and uh, so Matt, I mean, and then Matt, you know, he he stepped away in 2008 because he got a job with the Red Sox as a regional scout, an area scout, and uh, and then you know, Coach Knight was helping out because um, he was wanting to stay in baseball but had his business and wasn't quite ready to coach. And it was just like, Hey, you want to coach? He's like, yeah. And you know, he's taking this thing and ran with it. And you know, he's does professional coaching in the Australia baseball league as well. Uh, he's a former scout, former beaver, former pro player. I mean, I just think, you know, it's really been helpful. We've been around a long time, just all those contacts. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and then, you know, coach, the continuity with coach Knight has been awesome. Mm-hmm. And then we've been able to bring in great assistance. It's just, uh, yeah, we're fortunate. So in terms of, uh, so in, in terms of kind of growth and kind of expanding the fan base, um, in terms, in terms of creating kind of the atmosphere, sure. what goes into that in terms of uh, what, what it's like going to a game or well, how, how you know, things a changed? summer game is about, it's laid back, but the entertainment piece, you know, you yeah. have to deliver entertainment because most people aren't going there actually for baseball. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and a lot of have, young kids. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of kids. We have more kids, families, you know, if you yeah. go to a beaver game and you go to a nice game, completely different demographics sure. on age and makeup and all that stuff too. Um, but what goes into it, you know, you really have to deliver an overall experience that's, that's top notch and food and beverage is a huge part of it. Gotcha. You know? Um, and you know, just the entertainment between innings, the music, uh, the promotions, the, just the, you know, there's a level of service that, uh, you have to deliver that maybe at this level yeah we aren't the oregon state beavers right and you have a team that works on that uh, yeah front often office yeah the front yeah, office that specializes front, in yeah, that yeah, yeah they handle the promotions food and beverage uh sales all yeah. those things so we have a really great team down in corvallis speaking of promotions what do you think's been like the most unique or what do you think's been the funnest promotion that you have run as a team uh the most fun promotion that is a tough question because we've tried Tried all the goofy stuff, um, you know. I I really like that our kids thousand dollar dash for cash. It's crazy. That's cool. It's insane. You get all these kids on the field, and we throw up these you know a thousand one dollar bills in the air, and on a windy day they're flying all over the place. <laughs> the kids are banging into each other. It's a little, it's 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 chaos. Uh, but it's always. I'm, if you ask me what my most fun promotion is, it would be watching that. That's pretty cool. Because you always see something different, and it's nutty. Kids are super excited. Uh, a lot of them are happy they got a bunch of bills. Some are unhappy they don't have that many, or maybe they bump their head or something. But <laughs> but the players go out there and you know help with the safety part of it, and it's just it's something that uh, I I personally find entertaining. That's awesome. So we do that every year. Uh, the other promotion that I really like is a community initiative we do during the game um, in support of community outreach uh, it's in organizations that's addressing homelessness mm. in the mid valley and we've partnered with Pape who's been an amazing partner uh, to you know give back uh, through performance on the field like when we have a stolen base we call mm. it one step closer to home and when we have a stolen base we give ten dollars to community outreach and then if we win we double it 
and it adds up and it's it's rewarding and we have the team go over and help with yard work no, cool. and you know we've helped them with painting we go visit their clients we we just really try to um, use that promotion to do good in the community and it's really been a lot of fun and we appreciate Pape's support and we'll we'll be going into our third year on this and yeah i saw that in uh, 2016 i think that's when you started it yep. maybe yeah um you collaborated with them and then yep. you raised like $1,523 to support the community that year i thought that was pretty amazing um that you, you know you do what what kind of what got you, what got that idea to to sprout up as far i as i felt community? like i felt like we needed to do a community initiative that was bigger than one event and that was season long and it ended up being a year long thing because we've done some other things in support of those folks where we've we've given them you know uh nights where you know to hand out to clients you know they're trying to get back on their feet and stuff but uh yeah the first year was great we had a great year and in fact at the end of the year we cut them another check for thousand five hundred and twenty three dollars awesome. said wow. hey guys um we had a good year you know, we like what you're doing. The results-based systems they have, or processes they have in right. place there, and homelessness is a big, big issue, and uh, especially in the Northwest and on the West Coast. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and uh, in that small community, they're trying to address it the best they can, and and we support what they're doing. Wow, I mean that that's pretty phenomenal, and and that the the team and and ownership and everybody is is actively involved in in trying to do their part yep. and, and helping maybe not end homelessness but help those that are homeless yep. get a bed and, and does this 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 place provide like food maybe yep. some clothing and stuff yeah. like that for the, yep. the families but I mean, there's but there's rules and and processes uh, for the clients to adhere to to move towards getting back on their feet you know and that's why kind of one step closer to home you know because these folks um, have pledged you know they get the services because they 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 pledge to follow through um, on the systems in place you know Hmm. and I just love the fact that it's more than just a bed or more than just handing out food. It's like really genuinely trying to help somebody get on their feet. So again, very thankful for Pape to work with us on Mm -hmm. this. And we, we're going to continue doing this uh, because we do think it makes a difference. So if a business were out there or a person or a family were out there and they want to like assist the team in some way, shape or form with, whatever for this particular program is there something that they could do somebody they could reach out to regarding i think this? i think to our front office uh because you know where we also have food drive components uh as part of this program so that those type of things are always appreciated you know obviously community outreach are, is always looking for uh support and contributions but you know we'll always uh connect the dots for people uh, mm. but yeah we just like what they're we're they're doing we like you know, and again, um, we're we're very um, community centric in that. You know, all our partners, like our sponsors and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, we if there's anything we can help with, and any any organizations that are involved in in baseball and softball too, we want to support in our community mm-hmm. because that's one way you can help perpetuate the game. Yeah. Well, actually, we got some kind of cool news, and <laughs> this is. 
breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> I guess at this moment. Uh, but we talked off the air. Yeah. Um, and we talked about there being something kind of special yep. that, you know, we would like to deliver from like the Corvallis Nights. And it kind of involves this particular thing, yep. this this particular initiative. And uh, we talked about maybe two tickets to uh, a future Corvallis Nights baseball game. Hey, absolutely. The beautiful Goss Stadium. Yes, yeah. beautiful Goss Stadium home game. And uh, so the promotion for this particular uh, giveaway will be two tickets and uh, I think we're going to have to have the person go and figure out how many stolen bases last year. That's 2018. Yep. Uh, that the Corvallis Knights had. In the season, right? In the season. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yep. If, if you can do that and then tweet. So you're going to have to yeah. figure out how many stolen, stolen bases, bases total for last year for the Corvallis Knights. And then you're going to have to go on Twitter and then you're going to have to respond to send a tweet to Pod Podcast Roses. You're going to have to also include the Corvallis Knights in there. You're going to say at Podcast Roses, Podcast Roses, the Corvallis Knights stole X amount of bases last year, and you will be entered into the contest. And then we will, uh, or actually Dan will have the names and lists of people who have entered that. And then we will announce it uh, live on Twitter. Yep. So, and if you don't have Twitter, you can hook us up on Facebook. We're at uh, Diamonds and Roses Podcast. So check us out on there. Like, give us a like, and then send us a message. And then also include the Corvallis Nights, which you're also on Facebook. Yep. So if you either go on Twitter or go on Facebook, you include Corvallis Knights. If you don't include Corvallis Knights, you are not entered into the contest. Yeah, be specific. Yeah. So be specific. So, uh, and then we can work out the details sure. with Dan and his crew. But uh, you will be entered, and then we'll notify you, and then we'll go from there. So first giveaway, two tickets to a Corvallis Knights game this summer. So it'll be great. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. That. You so may you may see Ben in the mascot outfit running yeah, around well, the field. I'm looking forward getting to chased that. off by security, possibly. So yeah. that's okay. He's going to stick me into the kids' Kid, zone. Kids throwing popcorn at him, <laughs> and that should be fun. <laughs> Hitting him with wiffle ball bats. You know, it's yeah. like, at, like at his house, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, there's so a lot of He's got two young ones at home, yeah. so yeah, he's used to that. I have flashbacks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that sounds cool. So thank you. Um, Let's jump back into the sure. Clubhouse Nights. Yeah. Uh, you're a three-time executive of the year, 2007, 8, and 2009. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you know why or how you well, won that award? You know, I... Not I making too many people angry, huh? Just, no, I mean, working hard, you know, and we've had some, some success and just contributing time to the league and, you know, which I still do. And I'm treasurer of the league currently. Um, you know, been a board member, just, you know, putting in the time maybe. I don't no. know. And, and, and also I think part of that is we did have, you know, that was a big move to Corvallis having some initial success. But I – obviously appreciate all that stuff uh but i think a lot of th this stuff happens when you put the time in right yeah so the corvallis knights actually have uh I, i'm gonna hopefully not destroy the kid's name too much yeah. but grant melker m-e-l-k-e-r yeah grant melker the milkman so, yeah so awesome. uh according to what i read he set a stolen base record of 29 in 2014 
Um, I think there was 95 doubles that are hit that season by the team, which was another record. And then they also had another record of 119 stolen bases in 2014. Coach Knight loves to run. That's yeah. pretty crazy. I was yeah. looking at them like, man, how, how many records do the Knights That's have? cool. Yeah. Well, you know who broke that Melker record, I think, was a guy that was the fourth pick in the draft last year, cool. Nick Madrigal. Oh, no way. Really? He, he yeah. played? He played for the night. Did he? Wow. Madrigal played for you guys? Yeah. Oh, fantastic. To watch, and I yeah. want to say... He could be in the majors in a couple of years. Yeah, he yeah. will be in he the majors. Be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, I, I want to say he stole yeah. 40 bases, which set a West Coast League record. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah, I love his and game. That's, that's only in, what, 60 or 90 games that you guys have? Yeah, I mean, the West Coast League season's 54, 54 yeah. and they just are doing the league play. But, yeah, no, Madrigal, that was a fun summer, and I'll tell you. And then the summer after that, we got to watch Adley Rutschman. He's pretty good, huh? Yeah, he's, he's a little bit okay. He's okay. And, you know, yeah. Adley's dad, Randy, was a coach for the Knights for a long time. Oh, was time. he really? Wow. So yeah. Ad, Adley actually uh, spent a lot of his youth in Knights dugouts, you know. That's yeah. cool. Back in the day. But he's he's been fun to follow and randy's the best guy ever and uh again just yeah just a lot of great players have come through oregon State. very cool but uh you know and and kyle nobach in 2016 yeah i, don't yeah. Know if he, he was I remember our, him yeah kind of our unofficial team captain for that 2016 team and then zach taylor uh, three sherwood, rings. another sherwood, yeah, kid. sherwood yeah. kid he he has three rings you know he was on the mm-hmm. 2016 17 18 team and he's He's just outstanding, and I'll tell you, the kid that I really enjoyed watching play last summer is shining with the Beavers right now at shortstop, Bo Phillip. Oh, yeah, yeah. smooth. He is a dude. Yeah, smooth. Smooth and good arm and just – Yeah, Bo Phillip. He is, he's going to be really good. Um, probably one year with the Beavers because I think he's going to be a very high draft pick. Yeah. yeah. So he, he, he was a JC guy for two years, right? Yeah, two years. And then now he's his junior year of eligibility. Junior year so of eligibility. He'll go, he'll draft pretty high, yeah. Really fun to watch. So, again, you know, uh, the Corvallis Knights have had some really good players come through. And it's, you know, again, pretty uh, grateful to be able to watch this, you know, because being an old baseball guy. Uh, but uh, last year was kind of a neat, neat season in that – during the big league season, fifteen of our alums appeared in the big leagues. Oh no way! Wow. Yeah, so which that's is a cool. pretty big number. Yeah, if you think about it, and uh, yeah, so it's fun to follow those guys' careers. And yeah, that is cool. So, so what's it like? I mean, you you have all these kids coming from these different teams. Yeah, and that you're trying to bring some continuity yes. together in such, such a short, a short time. period. I mean, you have kids like that were on the Beavers that are going and playing in the college, you know, world series, yep. especially in that playoffs. So, so it's extending their college playing season out further. So, you know, you got temporary, you know, kids that are coming on the team for, you know, so many weeks or so many sure. days. And then you have the other ones jumping in. So what's that, that, that trying to grow that continuity? That's the di- most difficult part. And that's where having a great coach comes into play. And that's where Coach Knight is a genius. You know, he's able to make that work. You know, he gets them to gel very fast. Typically, we don't start all that well. It's been kind of a trend. And then hmm. we just start building up steam and hmm. have, you know, seem to finish really strong. Yeah. And, 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 uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't. I think it's you. Uh, the answer to that question. It's unique, mm-hmm. you know, because it's you do have 
all these guys coming from different programs are, you know, trying to get to know each other and they've got, you know, different agendas and, and, um, personalities. So man, it's, it's the hardest thing to do. I think in of all baseball, because at high oh, school yeah. level, you got your guys for years, yeah. uh, college, same thing, you know, even pro ball, you know, you have a big ramp up period. Right. Uh, so it's, 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 difficult but part of the fun right yeah, i mean it's, it's fun to see the mix and see yeah. what you get at the end do you get some do you get some kids that just graduated some kids that have an intercollege yet then some super young ones once in a while every yeah, now and then some, yeah we have like we uh they're ready for it huh yeah a couple I mean, 18 year olds yeah well andrew susak i don't know if you remember him he's yep. an ex-beaver he came in um or incoming freshman adley was yeah. an incoming freshman okay. uh Let's see. Last year, Coach Knight's son, Briley Knight, was yeah. an incoming really? freshman. Yep, and, and we they're had, able to handle it that level. Yeah, coming they, from they high school, huh? Do a really good job. Um, trying to think. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll have the occasional incoming freshman. Um, you know, I'm trying to think some other guys, but I, I'd say you know, no more than like usually three or four. Gotcha. And then some years there's none, but that's uh, one of the. Uh, features of the league because I don't think a lot of the other summer leagues do this and we get some real stars come through. Here. That's cool. So it, it is getting a little bit late, you know, trying to record this and, you know, Dan's had a very long day, but uh, I just want to yeah. kind of, you know, we could go on and on with this. Sure. And, and yeah. again, thank you for taking Oh, you're welcome. Time. And thanks Appreciate for the flexibility. Um, oh, no but, worries. You know, kind of a couple things before yeah. we wrap it up. One, sure. um, you know, what, what you got going on this year? I mean, any, you know, anything fun, you know, that, that's coming up this season that you're looking forward to? Well, I mean, it's always fun, you know, and, and I think after all these years, we've come to the conclusion that for promotions, you know, go with the tried and true. Yeah. You know, in fireworks and then cap night and all that. Cash grabs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The yeah. kids dash for cash. But I think what I would say that what's kind of the new exciting thing is there's some new features at Goss. Casey Corner down the right field line over the visitors dugout. That's going to be a great community space. They renovated the Omaha Club Room, our suites. It's going to be amazing. Cool. Uh, on the player side, I'm I'm really excited uh, to watch Brooks Lee play. He is a shortstop, an incoming freshman at Cal Poly. His oh, wow. dad, Larry Lee, is the coach. And Brooks is probably going to be a first-round pick. Wow. Yeah. So 18, those are, huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he's a shortstop. Really looking forward uh, to seeing him, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing all the guys. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, uh, I was at that Grant Clackamas game today and saw Coach Valentine at University of Portland, and we were talking about players, and he mentioned one of these guys he's excited about, Jake Holcraft, and it's uh, 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 probably going to redshirt, but he's, he's you know, we, we've never seen him. So, you know, the, you get excited about these guys yeah. and all his pilot teammates. You know, Trace Tamaro, who was – he was an incoming guy last year uh, – uh, University of Portland. He's a freshman now. He's hit home runs in four straight games. Wow! He's got a lot of power. He he was the uh, West Coast League's leading uh, defensive first baseman by fielding percentage last year. I think nine ninety two. Really picked it over there. So and Connor Knutson, their closer at UP, mm -hmm. excited for him to return. You know, I mean, I'm ex I mean, 
I, I get excited about all the guys, but uh, those are a, a, a few I'd mention. And, you know, mm-hmm. our Beavers, you know, we got uh, Michael Gretler's brother, Matthew. Oh, really? Gretler, another Gretler. Huh? Another Gretler. Uh, look forward to get him some at-bats. Uh, Jake Harvey, um, little second baseman, outfielder, can run with a little power. Uh, you know, uh, Elliot Willie's coming back. This is his third year uh, with the Knights. He's an Oregon State kid, so... Yeah, just I mean the facility. I'm excited about the the new features. Uh, it's always fun to you know change it up on food and beverage. Mm-hmm. I don't know what 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 we've got going, but it's th- that's a big piece of it. I'll come down uh, and sample. So yeah, yeah sample. I'll be okay please sample. Yeah. Anybody that's listening, come down and check it out. Uh, but yeah, no, that's that's I, there's a, a a lot of excitement at this time of year for summertime yeah i'm really looking forward to it yep I really that'll be fun pumped yeah come on come on down we'll we take will. care of you guys oh yeah we will so uh one other yep. quick question yes uh, so you gonna get out there put a helmet on and try to bet against one of these kids never <laughs> that was quick i don't want to get hurt yeah well, alan said he wants to get out there oh so. yeah, alan's yeah. crazy yeah you know alan doesn't <laughs> doesn't know what he wants there but uh <laughs> i like the enthusiasm and you know uh I would guarantee you that if Alan stepped in the box on any pickle or night, he's not touching it. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, probably hit the ball. No, no, no. He's not going to hit the ball. He's not even if he scores early and tries to foul it off. Oh, yeah. The catcher comes out and says, okay, you know, hit the ball. Hit the ball. There you go. They said he'll hit Dylan the pickle. Dylan the pickle. Dylan the pickle does a good job. Yeah. He does do a good job. So, yes. Can we throw it at you? Yeah. To take it home for us and tell us where they can find you. CorvallisNights.com. Um, that's our website. You can get tickets there and check out our uh, entertainment schedule and check out our roster. So I'd, I'd say that's probably the best place. We're also on Twitter and Facebook, and uh, we try to keep things updated, and uh, we're, we're just really eager for the summer to get here, and we, we really appreciate all our guests um, you know, and partners and just want you to come have a fun time. And, and 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 kick back a little bit. Yeah, first sounds good. When? What's the first? Well, uh, our our first our opener is June fourteenth. Uh, that's our West Coast League opener. We do do a schools day on May twenty uh, ninth, which is chaos, but it's <laughs> a lot of fun. Science, engineering, and art day presented by Warehouser, and then uh, our first pitch is. Monday through Saturday, six thirty p.m. and on Sundays we we get her started at three p.m. Very cool, excellent, awesome. Well, uh, thank you for coming on once again. Appreciate thank it, you, Ben. Appreciate thank you, Dave. It's been great. I've really enjoyed learning more about the uh, Corvallis Knights. I've learned more. I'm learning more about yourself. We look forward to it. And just to reiterate, hey, we got tickets to give away. To go to Podcast Roses on Twitter. Or you can go on Diamonds and Roses podcast on Facebook. Remember, you have to figure out this. How many stolen bases did the Corvallis Knights have in 2018? You're going to send us a message and include the Corvallis Knights in on that, and you'll be entered to win two tickets to a Futures Corvallis Knights game this year. So, Dave, thanks a lot. Really appreciate you having on and thanks, being a part ben. of the show. And, Dan, once again, thank you. So, I'm Ben. Well, you're welcome. And I'm Dave. And I'm Dan, and thank you very much. All right. You have a great evening, day, wherever you are. Peace out.